Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Time Capsule Podcast. Today, I bring you a very, very dear friend of mine here for episode two, Jonathan DeVries. So John DeVries and I, we initially met growing up playing soccer for Grasa and Crew, which were local area soccer clubs at the time. And from there, our relationship pretty much blossomed. Uh, even though we ended up going to rival high schools, Jonathan went to Forest Hills Eastern, I went to Forest Hills Northern. Uh, that was 10 years ago, but we've remained exceptionally close all throughout these years. And these days, back in Grand Rapids, we're pretty much hanging out two, three times a week. So I I get to know this guy pretty well, and I spend a lot of time with him. So John is the type of guy who notoriously likes his own Facebook comments. Uh, he's a goofball, and in this show, you'll, you'll find out a little bit more as to why he does that. Uh, additionally, John loves his $20 scratch-off crossword lottery tickets. And he wins a decent amount, too, which is pretty cool. John played soccer at Hope in Holland, Michigan, and currently these days he's a medical device sales representative. So that means he is a modern-day road warrior, spending a lot of time in the car. So with all that time he spends in the car, John's pretty great at giving awesome music recommendations and listening to podcasts a lot, and he gives a lot of podcast recommendations, too. John loves anything that challenges his brain. He's excellent at building relationships and building into others in general. He's an excellent learner, listener, and explorer of all things. A naturally curious person, you could say. He's always down for a deep conversation on the philosophies of life, and you'll see that a little bit more here in the podcast as well. So without further ado, you get the picture. He's a pretty great guy. I introduce to you Jonathan DeBreeze. you to talk about that (laughs) fair i don't know anything about that either john where are we right now man (laughs) yeah no seriously where are where are we Right off of Lake Boswick, yeah. So we're we're kind of in a wood shop. It's the best way to describe it, which is a very unique podcasting location. But I like it. I like it. This is fun. It's a great time. Yeah, we're sitting at the front of the garage, so we got a nice little view of the wilderness behind us of Lake Boswick. So it's uh, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's great out here, man. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, how's your weekend? Yeah, we're going. Yeah. I saw that. How, what's the name? Uh, Denali. Denali. That's super cute. I like it. So, so do you think they were inspired to get a Bernese mountain dog off of Morgan? Yeah. They are, man. Every time I've met a Bernese, they've, they've been like the sweetest dogs I think I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, our, our dog in, in every sense in the world, she's seriously perfect. You've met Sophie before, so she's a mini golden doodle. Uh, but the one th- flaw I think she has is that 
she is ridiculously territorial where anybody is simply just walking by and she'll bark bloody murder. But, but anything other than that, she's well-trained. She comes when you ask her to. She listens. She'll never leave your side. But she, she terrifies people with her barking, man. It's intense. Oh, they are. Yep. Yeah. Oh, jumping dogs annoy me, man. That's that's tough. Yeah. Jumping's different than just them like wanting to be around you the whole time, but right. if they're just hopping, exactly. yeah, get out of here. All right. So. I think it's PG-13. Yeah, we before this we told uh, since we're right by John's parents' lake house, Mike, Mike and Michelle's lake house. Uh, we we told them we'd keep the podcast PG-13 for them. It is a PG-13 podcast, I'd say. Yeah, it's it, it's healthy. That's the best way. To... <laughs> Rated M for mature. <laughs> John, man, so uh, you and I have been friends for for quite a long time. Do you, do you have a first memory as to like when we started, when we met each other for the first time or like that year, that season? I'm trying, I'll try and think myself. Or how, how did we meet actually? Uh, Grasa, right? It had to be Grasa. Yeah. Uh, Grasa Magic, that was a uh, soccer club at the select level uh, back in the late 2000s. And what does Grasa stand for? Grand Rapids I think it's Area Soccer Association. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is. Yeah, man. We, that was. Those were the the days. I think. What were we? Uh, we must have been ten. I think yeah, ten yeah. or eleven. Because we. Yeah, around there. Right. And we always played on the same team. Had a lot of the similar coaches growing up. And yeah. so when you're ten, eleven, and here we are, fast forward fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years later, uh, we've remained pretty close friends. really nailed down I know yeah I, <laughs> no and we were <laughs> oops yeah yeah we used to hang out a lot back in the day for sure I think that's I think that's true. Crowd House, wow, man, the old days. Did did they really? Okay. Yeah, man, that's right. No, 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 we did not. We actually no, I think we did. Mm, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We never graduated. I know. Oh man, so should I uh Oh of you and I? Meaning uh, I was trying to think. No, I I would have to say, yeah, I just remember you being the like three inches taller than everybody else in whatever it was, sixth grade, and just thinking like, God, look at this kid. And then you just ended up being super, super cool, you know? We ended up being homies. Uh but yeah, I think that was my first memory. You you rocked a buzz cut for a long time. Oh yeah. Like crazy short hair. You've got 
facial hair. You've got long curly hair. <laughs> you're ma you're a man now. Still not putting any product in it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't be doing that. All right, for sure. Well, let's see here, John. So I got to give you your time capsule. So I guess I should. Uh, I should be asking you some questions and, and interviewing you a little bit. And I'm sure the I don't have any pre-written. I think normally I will for this, but yeah. for those who don't know, this is actually our take two. Uh, take one was last week, and I just did not have the correct audio equipment with me, and uh, it just it didn't end up sounding very good. So we figured let's do it again. We'll have another healthy conversation, see what happens. Um, but from that time, I had a lot of pre-asked questions for John, so now they will just be on the fly, which I think that's how we cook pretty. That's how we cook best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I guess for starters, man, um, what what are you interested in these days? What what have been your hobbies? Uh, peak quarantine, would you say? Peak quarantine. Well, not even peak quarantine. Just what are your hobbies? Yeah. I know. Right. So yeah, it's been fun. I mean, best part has been uh, being with more, taking more walks, and just going with her, hanging out with whoever we're hanging out with together, and you know, having people get to know us together in a much more fulfilled for all parties involved form, if you will. For sure. And and how long have you been dating Morgan? Um, Oh, nice! Congratulations, man. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, so how'd you guys meet? I know you told me before, but there's plenty of people I'm sure that would love to hear. I guess how we actually met, I'm not sure. Sometime in high school, she was two years, two grades younger at Eastern, and I'm sure we had run-ins at some point. But yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. It's it's been fun for me too, just to get to know her better because I I didn't know her that great back in the day. But of course, since you know you two started dating, I've been getting to know her, and I'm like, yeah, you guys are an awesome fit. You know, you guys kind of fit like a glass and a slipper. So, or like a glass slipper, yeah. Right. So where'd you where'd you go to school, man? Where'd you go to college? Uh, college. And why'd you? Right over Michigan. And why'd you go there? Uh, like, you ain't dodgy, you ain't 
That is not a saying. They do not say that. <laughs> Good point. Very fair. Nice, I didn't know that. You, you brought a publication of your grandpa's with you? <laughs> no, no, no. What, what's, what's it about? For sure, yeah. I'm, 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 no, you're good though. I mean, this, these are the kind of really, really cool rabbit holes I was hoping we'd, we'd go down. In the sense that I had no idea that there was a hall named after your family, and Calvin, your grandpa. Well, <laughs> you're passing on the name, you know. And, and but even still, he wrote a book too. Your your grandfather. That's fascinating. Okay. I can't I can't imagine what that would be like. You know. helping people at the end of the day there's always going to be growth in that you know so that's that's very cool though that i, I think that that's kind of sets up a good framework and guideline for an, an example for you to observe just growing up you know just knowing that that's what you're coming from that's the cloth of your family and that um yeah it's it, it's cool it kind of molds your, your foundational belief of values and morals in a way and i think that's sick There's good and bad with every family, man. Yeah. But I, I think I my mom might have told me this one uh, or, or somebody, but there's a saying that, like, if you were to throw your baggage um, in the middle of a room uh, along with everybody else's baggage, you know, you're fine. In the sense of just, like, you know, things that are going on in their life that's good, bad, or wrong, 
um, more often than not, you're always going back to grab your own baggage if you see everybody else's, you know? So what you think is turmoil, miserable, and terrible in your life, res respectively, you know, um, more often than not, like, other people are going through stuff too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. You, you know your stuff better than anyone else is going to know your stuff. So. Anyway, uh, enough about the dark and dreary, but after, this is a good, healthy conversation so far. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. Man, life, it's all about growth. So so tell me about what, t what TV show you're watching right now. You were just telling me about it on the way over. Oh. I already don't care to watch any seasons afterwards. I've heard enough. How are you liking it so far? Blowing my mind when I watched Marty and Russ Cole, which is uh Oh, that's right, yeah. Wait, seriously? Oh, that's a small world. Where? Have any uh, famous people gone to Hope? Sufjan Stevens. You didn't like it. Well, his music's excellent. excellent. It's so good. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. I have to. Wow. Most of his stuff is is it's a different uh, taste. I'd say, but but at the same time, if if you like him, you love him. You know. Yeah. Oh. Oh goodness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you like it? I mean, just like Stan, it's got such a depth to the human being and how how bad things can go. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that that's a clear-cut way to, I don't know, get you really, really deep into a song and yeah. bring up the emotional feels in a in a positive way. Well, yeah, that's true. What What did you listen to back in high school? Back in the days, yeah. How has your musical taste uh, evolved? Christian, uh, because there's a difference, but very much like a Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, uh, 
newer age, Chris Tomlin type, third day type. Mm. Eric Schultz, which one? <laughs> Meant to live, dare you to move. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good question. Sounds about right. Those were the days. That was se- seventh grade. I remember when that came out. There you go. What do you? What would you say your uh, what is your genre of choice these days is? What is your go-to when you get in your car? <laughs> it is kind of hard to to discern, right? There's like twelve different types of electronica. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think you just said it. You just said electronica. Oh, yeah. The Wubs. Kygo Tropical House, yeah. Almond Brothers are excellent. <laughs> you, you and I have a... A very very similar musical taste i think we we we've learned that over the last couple months is that like whenever we're in the car with one another uh we both are generally playing the exact type of music whether that be yeah classic rock or if we're going back to that chiller you know less beats electronica edm type uh i love I've got a Spotify playlist. I think it's called, mm, I'm going to butcher this, uh, 56 white, 32 black. It's like the amount of keys on a piano, basically. And it's just nothing but classical piano, no words. And it's it's a nice, nice, if you got to study or something. Or even fall asleep, meditate. Yes. Yeah, nah, I I couldn't agree more for sure. I love it. Yeah, so uh, let me ask you this, man. What are, what are you looking forward to right now? It could be anything. I guess that w- that would be the bud if you were a, a rose. What are you looking forward to? Okay. So, yeah, with with that being said, maybe we should get some preface just in case somebody somebody listens to this uh, ever um, 20 years down the road or whatever. But, yeah, we're, we're on August 3rd, I think. Is it the 3rd? 3rd, 4th, and uh, I think we're month 5 into the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, things have not let up. They have and they haven't in ways. We're, we're becoming more understanding. There's more masks. There's more social distancing and more acceptance but there's also oh man we could talk for hours about it how crazy this is yeah 
<laughs> Health has become political, which it already is, but in a way. Sure. <laughs> Breach the public. Fair. So, all right, are you gave me your you're uh, what you're looking forward to in a, in a macro sense, but give me one in a micro sense in your personal life, man. I think I've heard of that before. Yeah. Oh, who's getting married? Uh, well, they are getting married. The wedding is the first one. My cousin is a dancer. Ellie. Well, Andrew and Ellie, uh, congratulations to you both. So, Andrew, That'll be fun. Yeah. And your brother got married this summer, too. smart it sounded safe it it just yeah wow well congratulations are absolutely in order um wonderful being able to pull off a a, a wedding in covid and, and a lot of people have actually i think we've both seen a lot of you know photography on social media of people crank cranking out weddings which is good for them if you can find a way to do it then do it you know That that is refreshing to see, man. And and honestly, right now I believe that the more simple a wedding, the better. But at the same time, ask me in five, seven, ten, when if and whenever I get married someday, I could have a completely different perspective. I could be like, we're balling out. Yeah. I want a big budget. Oh, yeah. You know, like I I want the slavish thing, or I could want something simple. You know, who knows? So. <laughs> All of your loved ones. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, it's got to be value-based. Yeah, it can't be, I guess, political in a sense, you know, with, with hidden agendas and whatnot in a show. But, I mean, that's the royalty. I get it. It's going to happen. Yeah.
Very true. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> no, never apologize, man. I mean, it's an important topic, you know, and in, in every relationship's, you know, journey. So, and I'm, I know you guys have had some healthy conversations about it, and so. Well, I'm excited for the future to see how you two develop. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, man, you, you stayed pretty darn busy here in Grand Rapids. So, right after Hope, you came back to Grand Rapids, right? So, you, you came, you, you drove 30 minutes over. You got a different experience nonetheless. Right. No, 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 you're good, man. Yeah, so you came back and then what happened? What was the next steps in your life? So tell us a little bit about what you do. Interesting, yeah. So, so, oh, okay, very cool. I don't, um, you've been contracted for a while, and now W2. There you go. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my world the last five years. <laughs> uh, cool, mate. Well, so that's probably opened up your, your eyes to a lot about what's going on in the medical field, because you, you're in surgery rooms a lot, a lot of the time, aren't you? Operating rooms, yeah. What's that like in there? Mm. 
sure. Right. And respond intelligently at the same time. Have you had to say that before? Yes, 100%. It's always better. Yeah, because if you're asking someone for something and and they, you know, bullshit you an answer, you know that that puts you at worse odds, right? Versus if they're just to be honest, you know, swallow, swallow their ego and say, "I don't know," that helps everybody, everybody, and it makes you look better too. Of course. Could you not? Yeah. Because no one can take it any other way. Right. You know, you are you are basically just getting on your knees and saying, I don't know. Here, here. Yeah. You know, you are giving them all the power because I'm right. sure you want to stop using the product and pick me up and have every right. Yeah. My job is to be able to answer whatever question is relevant to what I am selling them and that that's a fascinating experience nonetheless though of, of selling a, a device a product and knowing them inside and out for the most part, in situations you might not, um, and then guiding in a way, uh, surgeons and how to properly use them, and just people in the operating room. I think that's a, that's a very very unique and cool experience. Yeah, yeah, and I use the word guiding lightly. Sure. Okay. Just so people don't get like, you know, explain the job is more in depth for anyone and everyone who's been working somewhere multiple years. Um, it's more than a five minute conversation. So guiding the surgeon knows how to use what he's putting in there. Yeah. Okay. So that's where it is. Yes, more so guiding and understanding, but your surgeon should be able to basically get out of any situation possible. Yeah. Doing it is doing it. Okay. Wow, man. It does. It does. Absolutely. It's very, very, very cool though that just for being so young that you've got that experience under your belt, man. And I think it'll, it'll serve you in ways you don't even know yet down the road. Uh, if you stay on this career path the rest of your life or if you, you know, take a different path. So it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> so, so dude, a, a funny thing I, I want to bring up, um, which, which I just love, uh, you notoriously like your own Facebook comments. You know, you notoriously like your own group me comments, anything. And you're one of a few people in the world I know that do that. And I think it is awesome and hilarious. And so what, why do you do that? What, what's the thought process behind it? And I just, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit more about that. 
Oh, you'll have it forever now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everybody was always posting and commenting, writing on walls. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You had to snap something relevant to that specific person. You couldn't just throw out a story and hope 60% of your however many followers are paying attention because they're not satisfied. It was much more intentional. Yep. So the light came around, and you know, my first thought very much was, and I'm a. Yes, yes, I question a lot of things and want to find out why they're doing it. And so a like button comes out and it's like, okay, well, obviously if I'm posting something, I have to like it. Like I have to approve of whatever I'm posting. <laughs> and secondly, obviously, yes, people are going to be like, why are you liking your own thing? I don't know, where again, whatever. Right. So it started there and now plenty of people do it, I think. But what, what was so cool though, no, is, is just like people that know you. I think the first couple months when people see John liking his own stuff on social media, they're like, God, what's up with him? But the thing is, you've been consistent on that for like five, six years. And so people are just like, that's John. That's John DeVries. You know, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? That's cool. So um, another thing I've observed that you, you love uh, are $20 word... Word cross scratch off lottery tickets. So, how, how did that little hobby start? Um, what, what what's it mean to you? Uh, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about that. Huh. Um, well, I guess I first started buying scratch offs maybe with like can returns at Hope, just as we take cans back. So let's get some scratch offs so we get. Right. Really? Yeah, so he had... How expensive do they get up to? Don't they get up to like 100 I think the, those scratch-off ones are 30 I think, are the highest, which puts your odds, if you will, um, from a, a gambling standpoint, are better buying the bigger ones. So it's like one in three that you buy is what he was showing. And you can get the app, and then you can see how many tickets were released and what date and how many are left. So you can kind of... And it's a trend thing. You know, these are bought kind of trend-based things. Yeah. Sure. In the, in the last couple of years. So, he's, yeah, he's, he's come out positive. Ones. Yeah. You know, I started with the 10 ones, I think, and it's just, you got to spend 20 or 30 if you want any type of return. And I've probably lost overall $100 or so, but it's it's fun. I do the scratch-off. It's a little therapeutic and stuff on in the background. I definitely was winning. I've watched I've watched you win a, a good chunk of change before. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's and then COVID hit and I decided like for whatever reason it was someone's birthday and I had one of them and I shared it and I was just like, you know, if you win this, whatever you win, like let's give some some of it back. I don't don't share it with me, whatever. Right, it's yours. You won a hundred bucks or whatever for whatever reason. And she's she actually I just learned has been winning since. <laughs> I don't know you hooked much. her. Yeah. 
then we were playing Catan. I did the same thing. Yeah. Cam Wysocki, I think he won 200 bucks there. Yeah, but he didn't take yeah. No, he did. Oh, he did. He gave me 50 bucks, and he, he didn't refuse it, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's a great egg. He's yeah. a good person. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun quality that you have about you, man. Is that like, yeah, you're you're a very giving person. I've observed, and uh, you you go into relationships with people with no expectations, which I think is just the best way to go into a relationship, whether that be romantically or with an acquaintance or a friend, family member. No, maybe I don't know. I don't see that in myself, but I appreciate it. Hey man, gotta bring gotta bring people together, yeah. right? People like you when you bring them around you. Don't you? I want to get to know the people you have around too, because at the end of the day, yeah, I'm gonna want to be around Derek Elmstead. So. No, I appreciate that, man. Those are some kind words right there. <laughs> Southern hillbillies. No offense, guys. <laughs> kind of stereotype. It's because I went to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're good people too, man. Amen. Good people everywhere. So, um, tell me. What was your favorite family vacation that you've ever been on? So I luckily have been on a lot of fun and cool vacations, I guess, in my opinion. Um, I guess, oh, man. We can circle back to it, too, if you want. There's just the most memorable, just, I guess, from a family growth standpoint, because we lived in California for four years, and we out of West Michigan when I was six. Two months of school, beginning of fall, and then we took time off to come back, and we took a couple of weeks and just drove across the U.S., and then we started down in Disneyland, um, and Universal Studios in uh, Southern California, um, and then we just went through kind of Grand Canyon area, Zion National Park, I mean, we hit Beautiful. So much, so, yeah, so much of, you know, God's country, if you will, in, in the sense of our national parks, um, and especially for Matt, my younger brother, and I. Still at that right age, I was nine, he was seven, six, or something. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you don't remember everything in detail like you might older, but it, it, it definitely puts a stamp on you and what you appreciate, what you want to get out of a vacation. How do you treat your vacations? Because I know there's a couple of types of people that, like, when they're on vacation, they're like, I'm on vacation, I'm sleeping in, I'm eating unhealthy, like, I'm just gonna let loose. And then there's other people, they're like, I'm going to wake up at 6.30 and I'm going to catch the sunrise and I'm going to fill up every single minute doing activities and be busy. So how do you treat yours? Both now, I would say. Um, it's funny you ask. So Morg and I went to San Fran and Yosemite and uh, Santa Rosa uh, in November of, of 19. Sounds nice. Yeah. And very much a vacation. You know, I especially at this point look at it as, okay, I'm taking work off. Flying to a different place, anyways. It is. We have this argument that she calls it a trip, is a vacation, a beach, chilling, out, doing nothing, no plans, <laughs> which I 100% get because if I don't have the people around me that want to be doing active things and getting up and going and whatnot, I can easily sit back and do nothing and not get as much out of it, but be as, as at peace, I suppose. Sure. Um, but she just refused to call San Francisco a vacation. I'm like, this 
hotel. Nice. It's a cool city, man. Expensive city. Right. Trip, so I see it both ways. Um, and and he, why they call that a vacation, a beach and chilling and doing, you know, So so you and Morg probably have had a lot of chances and opportunities to uh, discuss future potential vacations. Is there any that you guys have really fixated on your mind where you guys want to go for a week? Uh, beach, mountains, somewhere in the world, out of the country. What you got? Of course. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Once I can finance like two healthy vacations a year, I, I think I'll want one on the beach to relax. You know, maybe at a resort and get out and do a couple excursions, and then another one. I think I want to be active, like hiking mountains, seeing beautiful things. Uh yeah, that was. Saw a lot of sunrises, saw a lot of sunrises from being up too late. <laughs> um, saw him waking up early. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I'm more tired from sleep sense or something, but I don't know. To me, that's all. It's decompressing. You know, you just, I guess you build a little more character doing all that stuff versus, you know. I think tra- traveling opens up your, your worldview and your perspective in one, and I think it makes you more tolerant of different people in different cultures and i think it's one of the healthiest things you can do especially solo travel man going going somewhere alone putting yourself in a vulnerable situation you grow Knowing you, I think you'd crush it, man. And I think you'd make some excellent friendships and memories. I think I'd love to, but I think, I don't know, at this point, I just prefer to do those memories with, you know, the people that are around me at this point. I don't, I don't plan on creating a new group, you know? Yeah. You know, it's a, doors are open to whoever wants to join and whatnot, but. For sure. It's, why bring solo memories back? <laughs> That's a good point, especially someone that you love and adore. So, so John, uh, tell me a hero or a role model of yours? Oh. Uh, hero or role model? You know, usually I probably answer this with a lot of the men in my life, which they are. Uh, my dad, grandfather, especially. Um, the women in my life have been on my mind a lot lately, so I think my mom, especially. Uh, my grandma, Bonnie Faber. How so, how so your mom? 
My mom and dad, actually. Let's do let's do them both. I'm curious. Okay. And I see so much of myself and my dad in a like logical, analytical. There's a smart way to do it. There's a you know efficient way. There's a quick way. There's a cheating way type of sure. know, balancing the moral compass in day to day relations of whether it's people or nice. your actions are. Yeah. You do, <laughs> but you, but, dude, you look like your mom too. I mean, they they came, you came from them, without a doubt. <laughs> sure. Oh, interesting. It's just, they're, you know, they're, they're women always know there's something off. Even Morgan can tell if there's something off. Right? Highly intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just not about the they, words. They've done uh, studies on, on women, like yeah. clinical studies, and w- women are something like 20 to 40% more intuitive than men yeah. just by nature, yeah. which it's is fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard that many times and I'm I'm a, I believe in it. I do. If they if they listen to this someday, I'm sure they'll love to hear that. And and they've raised an excellent son. So man, I mean, you're you're in my circle. You're in my circle for a reason. So. man I, th- I think everybody has has different strengths that they really appreciate in others that they they kind of wish that they don't necessarily see in themselves a lot of the time and so that's why we're drawn and attracted to people and so a lot of the things you just mentioned is probably why i'm pretty drawn and attracted to you because you're a very very deep philosophical thinker you're analytical but also you're very in touch with other people and you're intuitive and i think that you get that half from mom half from dad and so it's awesome man it's been cool to see what what uh so switching gears here, what do you think motivates you to work hard? People. People. Yeah. Um, I have an individual level of interest.
curious. I kind of, I guess I put it this way. I, I very much enjoy learning the 101 on my own. Um, and I've always just looked at people teaching me the simplicity of something and kind of like taking it with a grain of salt, even in school, right? I mean, the simple subjects, it was kind of always a breeze, if you will, because I just enjoyed figuring out the simplicity on my own. Um, you love to learn. I love to learn, yeah. But I rarely do I care to become an expert. Okay, so natural. maybe that's just natural curiosity then. I'm, yeah. And even in, I don't know, even in sports, you know, I think I, from the youngest age in memory, you know, I remember, I remember scoring an indoor in California playing uh, like eight, so basically still. And I scored two goals in like 20 seconds or something like that. And there's a smaller field that was a big dude. I just dribbled people. <laughs> Just like kind of empathizing with them, if you will, and letting off the, that that tear, um, and not to like sound arrogant, I was like six or whatever. That was nothing to the game itself, and if I'm good or not. But we ended up losing 16 to two um, for whatever reason. They were a better team. I'm almost positive. But yeah, I've just always, I guess, been like, I, I don't know, you know. So I lost the motivation to win there, and I just wanted them to be having fun as well so it's a very team aspect for me but from, oh. from the opposer as well and I've always functioned really well and got things done and grown personally as well as with others in a team setting whatever that might be socially professionally yeah. uh, sport wise um, I care to do so much individually it's a, that's a really thoughtful answer man because I feel like this question you know what motivates you to work hard a lot of people the first thing that comes to their mind is you know a lot of the times it's money. A lot of the times it's it's family, work life balance. Um, you know, but not. Don't get me wrong. All those things are important and definitely add to my drive. Of course, your drive. There you go. So you're separating them. But yeah, I, I think you know, at a core, having people as your your primary motivators, it's very very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's uh, you're you're putting some good juju out in the universe with that. <laughs> yeah. Good juju is great, man. Yeah, gotta love good vibes. It's. I don't know. I mean, yeah, what motivates you? What's your biggest motivator? Oh. My. Oh man, it's you know I, it might change over the years for sure, but like right now, one that's really been sticking in my brain is that like, I want to continue to become the best me that I can be to serve others. So I want to keep on building, growing and developing my skills, my emotional intelligence so I can give back better and serve the world better, you know? Um, but with that, with that being said, it doesn't mean that I'm just narcissistic right now. Granted the guy who's starting a podcast, this could be narcissistic, but whatever, this is fun, but everybody is in a way, but at the same time, the point being though is that like I'm still trying to bring people with me every step of the way, you know. But one. Be- well, How loose is that, or intangible is that emotional intelligence? I mean, man, I think school should. I know. Being empathetic, sympathetic, you know, walking to a room and being able to read it properly, responding to people in a 
non-egotistical way. Like it's just. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I think you know going back to the traveling thing is it teaches you to be less judgmental of others. It just does. And yourself. And yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It te- teaches you to take yourself seriously without taking yourself too seriously. You know, no one should be taking themselves too seriously, or else because you're just going to be a a bum to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah, people are oh, don't hang out with him. He's just he's a he's a downer. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, man. That was a good answer, John. Yeah. Um all right, we'll do a couple more here and then it's getting a little chilly. I think we should we should wrap it up here soon. <laughs> Garage door's open. Yep, we started out with light and now it has turned into dark. So but this has just been a fun fun cool experience. Um I'll throw a picture up of this on the Instagram. That'll be fun. I gotta make an Instagram first. Now, we'll do it next time. Yeah, there'll be another one. Give it a year. All right, this was take two. So, um, okay, let's see here. Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I can feel. Okay, Um, elaborate on that. Whether it's the mindset or like you're talking about traveling and judgmental, I mean, I think our biggest holdbacks in life is our is our inability to see it through whomever or however many lenses um, are approaching. My biggest struggle, uh, especially in the professional world, is is approaching things from others' point of view, even if it's in order to get mine. Gotcha. So, so it'll help out with your agenda, but also coming from a standpoint of I'm seeing it from your lens, so I can be more understanding and helpful for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Even if it's with my thoughts and my eyes, I think a lot to myself. Um, and that can bring on unknown thought about stress and whatever emotions that can be. Um, right. That fully affects the situation you're in. Um, so I don't want to say I want to change what I am right now. There's stuff that I need to you know, definitely should change as I grow. But yeah. I mean, I mean, you acknowledge it and you you're aware about it, and so I think that's step number one, man. So that's that's pretty introspective already. So very very cool. Yeah, you, you know. So when back, yeah yeah, you you have good intent is there, right? So back in the day uh, when I was working for my old company Oyo, uh, I, I had to hire a lot 
Oh, yo. <laughs> I had to hire a lot of people. And one of the questions I asked him in interviews uh, is I'd say similar to what I basically just asked you, which was tell me a weakness, you know, which is the same thing as like tell me something you might want to change about yourself. And then in interviews, most people have a canned response, which is something like I work, I work too hard, you know, or just like sometimes I just can't put the phone down. Like, but then after they would give me their answer, I would come back and say, okay, now give me two more weaknesses. And so what that does is in an interview setting, it forces somebody to be introspective. I knew I didn't have to do that with you because I knew that you were going to give me a very, very honest, thoughtful, deep answer right from the get-go and, and you did not disappoint. So thanks for that, man. Yeah. It is. It's, Yeah, and, and I think this is a cool opportunity for people to get to know you better. This is a good time capsule for you, too, you know? I mean, you could... Oh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I'll listen to all of them, though. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Do you think Joe Rogan listens to his? No, I mean... Right? Tim Ferriss, Aubrey Marcus? Yeah, no. I think I think the, the, the learning ones, yeah, if Rogan is learning to learn. Relearn. Mm-hmm. Right. And the best of the teachers or experts, especially from a subject standpoint, second half, whatever it is, he doesn't talk much. No, he's a listener, he right? Questions probably, but yeah, so. yeah. I mean, podcasts, you know, they, they're, they're about learning, you know? And, and I think that we, you and I didn't shoot the shit too much, in a sense. We did a, I think we did a good job of learning more about you. You know, and seeing how you process, view the world, a little bit about your history. Um, so I guess I got a, a little closing question here for you then. You went into it a little bit already, but uh, what are you, uh, what are you thankful for? I think the last however many minutes we were just talking, I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Memorable part of it is the love and the, you know, servanthood and the care for others. So it's just, I just, especially in this COVID time, I, I am very, you know, eternally grateful for the ability to see another being in most everything. You know, I still struggle with it. I, for sure. Right. But once again, though, you, you're there, you acknowledge it, you know, and, and I think that you're just, you're on the right path to becoming more, uh, Ooh, I don't know what the word is. Woke. Maybe <laughs> in a way I hate that word, but it is a trigger word, but, but no, man, you made a good point though. Like hope college, your parents, your, your grandparents influence playing soccer, your career, it's all, you know, shaped and mapped out who you are as a person. And it's, I think it's developed an awesome person. So we love you, John. Right. 
It's a good way to put it. I like that. Over and out. Thanks for coming on, John. Autobots. Roll out.